Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chaos Ball podcast, another installment of the pod. This is technically the first off-season Mariners pod. I had one come out on Friday. Thank you all for listening. If you did, recapping uh, my preseason predictions, which went pretty well, to be honest with you, but I told you. Another episode will be coming out on Monday, so here it is. It is Monday, uh, not for me. It is indeed Sunday for me, actually, uh, and you'll see why it's a little unfortunate in my schedule because uh, a couple, a couple key things and deadlines are happening tomorrow. But uh, this is not meant to be a super in-depth off-season pod. There's plenty that still kind of has to fall in the next few weeks to really know the clear picture of the whole off-season. But this is the first dipping my toes into, uh, I don't know, what should the Mariners do? What uh, What's available? What's happening? What are the vibes of the offseason? First things first, the Rangers won the World Series. And that only makes the offseason more important uh, for Jerry Depoto and company. Uh, obviously, the end of the season was disappointing. The end of the season press conference made things infinitely worse. Uh, and that was only Jerry Depoto's fault when he put both feet and ankles and shins inside of his mouth uh, and and said the things that he said. I don't need to go in depth about what he said. Everyone knows what he said. But then the Rangers um, go from like a hundred lost team two years ago. They invest pretty heavily in the free agent market the past two years as well as graduate many prospects to help the team. Uh, they were really aggressive at the deadline. They won the World Series. That is a divisional rival that uh, lapped you by a good amount, and they uh, crossed their name off the list of teams that have never won the World Series. Mariners now are one of the five teams that have never won the World Series. Still haven't been to the World Series either, so obviously that is always looming pressure, um, but the team kind of stalling out at the end of the year adds to the pressure of this offseason. I think I think this is the most angry I've seen the fans in a long, long, long time. Maybe the most angry since I've been a sentient baseball fan in my whole life uh, that I've seen this fan base. And for good reason. They should be angry. But it's not all thorns. There are roses to this, this offseason and going into next season. I mean, they're not in a bad spot. They're in a pretty damn good spot, actually. Uh, the world is really their oyster. And I said this last year, too, going into the offseason, and they really missed the mark on last offseason, and yet they were still an 88-win team this year. They were a good baseball team that just barely missed out on the playoffs. Uh, And that's the unfortunate circumstances of baseball. Uh, You have an 84-win team on the National League side and the Diamondbacks squeak into the wild card, make the World Series. They have a great season. They have a lot to build on. You have a Rangers team that squeaked into the playoffs with what? Well, they have 89 wins, 90 wins. Uh, wild card team again. They won the World Series, and then you got the Mariners. I mean, 88 wins, and that wins you the AL Central. That gets you pretty comfortably in the NL Wild Card, and yet they miss the playoffs. They have one of the best cores in all of baseball. Uh, and in that, I'm talking young and relatively cheap and very team-controlled cores that will be getting more expensive in the next few years. And they still need more. Clearly, the focus of this offseason 
should be on the offense. Their pitching isn't perfect, but their pitching is great. And they showed it last year. And if they need to prioritize one thing, I think they know what it is. And it's offense. And potentially offense plus a little bit of base running. They gotta, I feel like they got to steal more. But the pressure is on. The pressure is absolutely on John Stanton to open the, the purse a little bit. The pressure is on Jared Poto and company to spend money. I mean, who knows how much money John Stanton is actually get, allowing them to spend. But again, it's, it's their job to kind of convince him that they need to do that. And this will be a very telling offseason because there's there's one man, obviously, who could draw a record-breaking amount of money. And then in terms of position players, and I'll get into a little bit uh, who is who is available, there's not like, besides Shohei, there's not like a position player I, c- I can see someone dropping a huge bag onto. So... It's an opportunity for this team to fill in the gaps around the offense and the depth that they desperately needed to do last year and last offseason and failed to do so. I mean, they gave us A.J. Pollock and Tommy Lestella and Cooper Hummel, and all those guys were pretty bad, and they weren't. It wasn't even surprising. And my Mariners recap preview, it was like the offseason was bad during the offseason in spring training, and we saw how bad the offseason was as the season went on. They just did not improve enough, and then they probably weren't aggressive enough at the deadline as well. They, I still think that was a good move, but I think that was a good move in a vacuum. I think in hindsight, uh, there needed to be another one in there. There were, there were offensive players available that could have really helped down the stretch. And you never know what happens if that, if you do that. Uh, I mean, look at, look at again, the, the Rangers, they were super aggressive at the deadline they get uh, a roll disc like weeks before the deadline even happens. They get Jordan Montgomery. They get Max Scherzer, who didn't help them as much down the stretch or in the playoffs, but they got Jordan Montgomery as part of it, and he was huge. Without him, they probably don't win the World Series. He was so good for them. Uh, and so it's all culminated into this offseason. Uh, they, they promised the world last year going into the season, and they were pretty similar despite – they're honestly, despite mostly improvements from their core, they were still fairly the same as the year before, which was kind of depressing. Uh, and the same is a good team. Again, this is a very good team. Most teams in the league would give an arm and a leg for the young core that the Mariners have. And they've built a tremendous uh, core as well as clearly a talented farm at the moment. And that could be utilized in many different ways, obviously. But first off, that was my little spiel on why it, the Rangers winning the World Series just made things so much more important in this offseason. <laughs> as important as they already were, the Rangers winning did not help things. Uh, did not make the front office seats any colder. If anything, it cranked them up. But to start off, I'm going to go over some offseason dates, some important dates and deadlines, and then uh, ask some questions about the Mariners and what they might want to address this offseason, and then just kind of run through uh, the potential free agents and the free agents we know are free agents that uh, that are available. And the offseason dates that are key here, free agents, obviously right now, they are now free agents. Uh, but they can't sign with a new team until five days after the World Series conclusion, so that would make it today, I believe, 
uh, when this is coming out on Monday because the World Series ended on Wednesday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday would be the fifth day. I don't know if it's, I don't know if they can sign on the fifth day or after the fifth day, whatever. Uh, and then extensions, like uh, the Dodgers extended Max Muncy, which is tough too because I, I, man, I would have given a, a little mini bag to Max Muncy if I were the Mariners if he hit on uh, unrestricted free agency. But the Dodgers extended him. So I think uh, free agents that are right now, like the Mariners I think right now could extend Teoscar if they wanted to. I think you can extend whenever you want, uh, even if they're impending free agents. I think you can you can extend right now. Uh, the trade market officially open. Jerry already made a trade. Won't get into it. It was a reliever uh, with a very high ERA that they probably like something. Uh, so he already uh, declared the offseason beginning. He made a very Jap- Jerry Japoto. Oh, I should call him that. Japoto last trade. Uh, and then other important dates. All options must be exercised again within five days of the conclusion of the World Series. So I think they have until the end of the day to uh, today when this is coming out to uh, either decline or pick up options, player, team, mutual, whatever. Uh, And then the same goes for extending uh, qualifying offers. Uh, Its deadline is is today as well. And then the players have 10 days to accept or deny the qualifying offer. Uh, And then some farther out dates. Those are the really important ones right now. Uh, And then farther out dates. Arbitrations in January sometime. Uh, The non-tender deadline is November 17th. And then the non-tenders, you can you can just elect to not give a guy a contract when he's in ar- arbitration. That's what that means. And then the Rule 5 draft is in December. And then those are the important dates. So after this comes out, we'll get a clearer picture of what the offseason looks like. And I'll probably have an episode next week, even if there's no signings or anything, just to go over who is actually a free agent and who is not. Some options have been... Um, picked up or declined. There's been plenty that have already been declined. Um, a few pitchers, and I'll get into it a little bit later. But after today, if you're listening to this on Monday, which would be November 6th, that's when things are really going to kick off. That's when we get more clarity on the actual free agent class in totality. But the Mariners, the immediate offseason questions of this team the first one is Teoscar Hernandez. Will they extend a qualifying offer? I think they will. I think there's chatter um, in in the baseball world that they are expected to give him a qualifying offer. The whether or not he accepts it is very interesting to me. I because I think it's probably more money because I think the qualifying offer this year is like twenty point six million, and so it'd be one year as well. And that's definitely more average annual value than I think Teoscar would fetch on the free agent market, given his slight downturn last season. Uh, despite still being a good player, positive offensive contributor, I still I think his I think his deal would be closer to the fifteen per year, two to three years. I would expect him like three year deal with a team or player option after the second year for like close to 15 a year, I think is what he could probably get. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure though. I'm not sure. I don't know what the consensus of him around the league is. Uh, I think it's, I mean, if the Reds were going to give him money, they'd probably offer him maybe a little bit more because he, he'd rake a little bit in that ballpark. Uh, but we'll see. I think I'm expecting the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Mariners to extend that to him. Uh, I was pretty vocal about, that's what they should do. Like last month, uh, before the season ended, I said they should just extend the qualifying offer, 
if he accepts it, he accepts it. That's great. It's like one year, 20 million. I like to Oscar. Um, I think a lot of people got a little tired of his at bats, but that's just the type of player he is. And I think that was more circumstantial. Um, because if there were players around him who were getting on base a little bit better, I think there would have been a little bit less focus on his strikeout woes. But he was still, despite having a down year, still a good player. And I still think there's a good player in in him. And he's absolutely 100% currently better than every other right field or third outfielder alternative that the Mariners have. So uh, I think that's also a huge reason. Positional scarcity among uh, the team currently, and then also just the free agent class. There's there's not like a whole lot better outfielders than him. There's probably a couple, but uh, so we'll see. We'll see. The other big question, I think, was Ty France. There was non-tender talk while the month of September was happening. He had a tough year, a very weird year. I broke it down a few weeks ago before the season ended. It must have been in, it must have been in September about my my suggestions for Ty France. I kind of diagnosed what went wrong this year. It sounds like he's going to go to driveline in the offseason. They're not going to non-tender him. They're just going to go through ARB, and it's not going to be a big contract. And they shouldn't non-tender him, to be, to be quite frank. They shouldn't. One, I think he, things can be fixed mechanically this offseason to address his woes, and I think driveline will only help there, obviously. And two... Again, same thing with Teoscar. Who's going to play first? Like, you have a Jake Shiner, I guess, in, in Tacoma, and you have the impending debuts of Tyler Locklear and, I don't know, Lazaro Montez, even if he goes through the, the system again really quick and learns first base. He's kind of built for it, even though he's outfielder, DH kind of. But then after that, still, you need, like, if Ty France ends up being your backup first baseman because Tyler Locklear is just that dude when he comes up to the bigs, and then that's perfect. Like, that's fine. I'm very okay with that. Um, and maybe Tyler Locklear plays third base a little bit more when he comes up for whatever reason. Who knows? I don't know. But that was another question. Uh, Ty France, they're not going to non-tender him. They shouldn't. Uh, moving on. The rotation I wrote down the rotation going into next season. This is a good headache to have for sure in this front office because we saw what uh, Bryce Miller and Brian Wu did this year as rookies. And obviously, they only project to get better. And if they stay in the Mariners organization, too, they've only proven to make their pitchers better. Uh, I see Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, all the relievers they've brought in. Luis Castillo had a tremendous year. I mean, yeah. But then you have... You have Marco Gonzalez is going to be on the team next year. Uh, I'm a big fan of Marco Gonzalez. He's comfortably, obviously, the fifth or sixth starter on this team, uh, even when fully healthy. Uh, the thing, they can't really get rid of him. He's owed like $12 million next year or something on the last year of his deal. So uh, a lot of fans, I'm sure, would like to just get rid of him. But that would be a very difficult man to just offload of your roster. Uh, it would have to be in a trade with some prospects like it or matching salaries for another another veteran that's getting paid that much who's not super valuable. So he's probably on the team next year, no matter what people want. You can't just get rid of him. And the Mariners aren't going to cut him and eat his contract because that doesn't really make sense. If he's an absolute disaster next season, they, they could do that since it's the last year. 
but they're not going to. Uh, and then you have Robbie Ray, who is suspected to come back in around the All-Star break I've seen next year. So entering spring training, you will have six healthy starting pitchers. I mean, knock on wood, I, no offseason injuries. You have Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and Logan Gilbert. Those are your three. Then you have Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, and Marco Gonzalez in whatever order you want. Those are the six going into the next season. And then Robbie Ray coming back in the middle of the year. He's a big question mark, too. You don't really know what you're going to get. You don't, I mean, who knows how the rehab's going to go. Uh, and he was probably, you know, closer still to your fourth or fifth starter after those that three-headed monster they have in terms of output. Uh, but again, he's on a big deal. You can't just get rid of him. And I still think he's going to be a fine pitcher for the Mariners going forward. So you kind of have this glut of, of pitchers. You have probably one to trade. I think it's honestly impossible for them to get through this offseason and not trade at least one of Brian Wu or Bryce Miller. I don't think they have the cojones to get rid of Gilbert. I think Castillo obviously is untouchable. I think Kirby is untouchable. I think Kirby's generational. And I love Logan, and I've talked about this before. He might have been our most consistent pitcher last year, just in terms of every week. It seemed like his ERA was 3-7, and it was for the entire year. Tremendous pitcher. I love watching him. He Again, he would be the guy to trade out of those three. I just don't know if they'd do it. They'd have to get so much back. So... I think, and I think the key with those rookies is they're cheap. That's so valuable. They're cheap, and they have six more years with them. I don't know about Brian Wu. He might have like the Super Two arbitration, like seven years left available because he came up in the middle of the year. Bryce came up a little bit earlier, but I think one of those guys is gone. I really do. I I think they'd be stupid not to trade one of them. As much as we don't want to see one of them go. Teams could really use cheap young pitchers. And a few of those teams have hitters that might be available. I think the Padres and the Cardinals are the two that come to my mind first. I think the Orioles probably come to my mind after those two. And then there's always like, I don't know, the Rays, like Jerry loves trading with the Rays. And the Rays have some young uh, position players to trade. I just don't see that happening. The... I like the Orioles on this list just because they have such a plethora of young position players, and they're but their pitching stepped up pretty in a in a pretty good way last year, uh, and they don't necessarily need cheap pitching, like they don't need the cheap pitching aspect. If anything, they could use some free agency expensive pitching. Uh, but the Padres, I feel like, really fit the bill. The Padres are the Cardinals. And there was Cardinals talk at the deadline last year with the Mariners, and that didn't happen. The Padres really fit because they need, they desperately need pitching just like the Cardinals. But I don't think the Cardinals necessarily need the cheap aspect again because I think I think the Cardinals will go after like Aaron Nola this offseason. They'll go after, there's plenty of pitchers available. And so I feel like the Padres is the number one team here. Uh, because they took out a loan to meet their payroll last year. I still think they will go after a free agent or two pitching, but they they could really use cheap pitching who was proven to be good. Those rookies were good last year. Uh, and they lost Snell. They declined Waka's two-year option. 
and Nick Martinez. All those are three of their starters. So right now they genuinely have like two starters right now on the team that they trust probably. And they're also losing Hader. So pitching for them is in dire straits. They need cheap pitching. Soto might be on the move. Genuinely, I don't even want to hope that Soto is a Mariner, but I think it makes sense. Given their need for cheap pitching, I think you give them one or even screw it. Give them freaking both. I don't care. One of the young pitchers, Brian Brian Wu, and then throw in. There's a lot of prospects available, and I'm team trade prospects, man. I mean, you're not going to end up trading all of them. They developed so many good ones last year who kind of had a breakout. I think I think they probably hold on to like Cole Young, but I feel like Harry Ford could be on the table. Uh, and then another prospect for like Soto. I don't I don't know. I just think the Padres I just think the Padres make sense. They really need cheap pitching. And then I think um and this this is a pretty wild take by me. Hold on here. Jerry DePoto and company might prefer to build their team out through trades rather than go through free agency this offseason. I have a hunch that um, they might want to trade first. And for like the big splash, sure. Like that actually makes sense given the position player talent available. Like if your big splash in the offseason, like it was last year's trades, it makes more sense this offseason than last year's, even though that's what they did last year. Because again, there's just not as much talent available for them. Uh, like because besides Otani, yeah, there's not the flashy offensive piece. Besides Otani, would have to come through a trade. Um, but yeah, so more on that. I'm I just I'm sure one of the rookie pitchers will be dealt. Oh, and Hancock. I didn't even mention mention Emerson Hancock. He could also be dealt. They could hold on to him. They have a lot of options. Uh, I just think they'd be dumb to not move a pitching piece for a position player this offseason. That would be baffling to me if they didn't. Uh, And my next two questions. This one isn't a question. It's a must. You got to trade Julio Rodriguez. Um, Get that non-clutch, lights too bright, fades in the stardom bum off of my baseball team. Next. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. Uh, Is it show hair or bust? This offseason. I don't think so. But like if they signed Shohei and no one else and made like two trades, I'm not mad. You know, I'm not mad at that. Like if if they trade Shohei or trade, if they signed Shohei Otani and they are, the Mariners name will be mentioned incessantly in the list of teams for him to go to for a lot of reasons. I don't think they're going to sign him because it would just be a lot of money and I just don't see that happening. I really don't. Uh, so if I'm he's a Dodger again, in my mind, he's a Dodger. He's been a Dodger for a year now. Um, and I've made my peace with it, but hypothetically in a parallel universe, they signed Shohei Otani. I still think there's things to be done for the team. Again, the pitching move, one of the pitchers for a position player. So it's not Shohei or bus, but it's contingent on if they sign Shohei, then, you know, Make a trade, two trades. That's a good offseason. Uh, but I don't think they sign him. Because they they need more than just one. Shohei would be the DH, thankfully. And I don't even know if he's pitching next year at all. He would be the DH. That is a hole on this team that needs to be filled. 
uh, another hole. Again, I think you need a infielder of sorts. I think they need a second baseman like they've needed since Cano left. Again, they need a second baseman. I think they could use... Like, I think they could have traded for, like, Heimer Candelario or something. Like, a first base, third base depth guy. Which Tyler Locklear and maybe Jake Shiner is. I just don't know how much I'm really buying Jake Shiner's numbers in the PCL. Uh, To be honest, I just, I don't know if I really see it. Uh, But Tyler Locklear looks sweet. So, maybe, maybe Tyler Locklear can fill that void. And then outfield. I think outfield, if they really love Locklear... I think outfield is probably of more importance. If they love Lazaro Montez as well, I think he could come up and play outfield and DH, but I they need to hang on to Teoscar. And even if they hang on to Teoscar, is Canzone really the guy here? Is Canzone really our confident fourth outfielder? And I've talked about Jared Kelnick. I still am not super buying that he's going to be a great big league player. I'll be quite honest. I've never really bought it at all. Um, I talked about him a decent amount in the Mariners wrap-up. It was a confusing year. Really good one month of baseball. Pretty terrible other months. And then kicked the cooler and got hurt. And then it was really bad down the stretch when he came back. I just don't know. I, I think at most he should be the fourth outfielder. I... I'll say it this offseason, and I've said it, I said it going into the year last year, having him as the left field starter is not an ideal situation here. But there's some outfielders available. I think step one is is give the qualifying offer to Teoscar and then figure it out. Um, oh, I didn't mention Ryan Bliss, the other guy that got back in the in the D-backs trade. He had a really good year uh, or a few weeks with Tacoma. He's had a good fall league. I think he's definitely going to be up next year. I just don't I don't know if it's really super advisable to go into the year with him as the sole starting second baseman when uh, there might be one or two available to at least fill that void until he can become an everyday player if they even think he will be an everyday player because there's definite skepticism there. Uh, and the scouts, scout grades don't really like him, but he had a really good end of the year. So we'll see what the scouts reevaluate going into next season. Um, but those were the those were the big questions, and let's just crack into the actual players available that we know of right now. And I'm just gonna read some names and and pick off like, oh, that guy could be good. That guy could be good. Oh, the Mariners could sign that guy. And I'm just gonna get depressed because they're not gonna sign any of them. They're just gonna trade for, I don't know, I don't even know. They'd trade for some middling veteran who's terrible or sign an A.J. Pollock. They'll just read, they'll just sign A.J. Pollock again. They'll do it. No, let's, let's start. Let's just start with the pitchers. Cause I'm just gonna like the pitchers available. Like again, they're not, the mayors aren't going to sign any pitching. I think if anything, they could sign a reliever, uh, not for very much money. Like what, what they should do is just sign Josh Hader and make an insanely cool back of the bullpen uh but josh Hader would probably be too expensive for them and to be honest i'm not worried about the bullpen with this team they've proven time and time again they can take random guys and make them into solid arms in the bullpen so i'm really not that worried about it um even though they lost pen murphy through waivers which was sad 
because I really liked him and he's a great pitcher. Uh, but like the pitchers available, like Shohei's technically on here, unknown if he's pitching next year. Uh, Marcus Stroman declined his option. He's a free agent. Hinjin Ryu is a free agent. Kershaw's a free agent, but I see him either retiring or re-signing with the Dodgers. I don't think there's any way uh, he goes somewhere else. Charlie Morton has a club option that I doubt they'll pick up. It's $20 million. Uh, he's old. He's old. I don't, you know, yeah. Mar- Martin Perez. Uh, Lance Lynn got his option decline. Liam Hendricks got his option decline. Wainwright is retiring. Eduardo Rodriguez declined his option. He's probably one of the best arms available. Julio Urias is a free agent. I, I don't I don't think he's playing again in the bigs, to be honest. At least not next year. I'd be surprised. Uh, Hater Kyle Hendricks has a club option. I imagine the Cubs will decline for $16 million. Uh, Will Smith is the guy the manager should sign because the past three years he's won the World Series. And so I think it's entirely correlation that if you sign Will Smith, you will win the World Series. I think it's that simple. Uh, and so I think Will Smith is my number one uh, guy on the list for the manager to sign this year. If they don't sign him, they're not going to win the World Series. I'll say it. Uh, Ross Stripling and Shamanaya of, um, what, the Giants. Player options, both for $15 million. I I don't see a reason they both wouldn't accept that, but who knows. Like Alex Wood, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, Giolito, uh, and then you got guys like Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray and Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. Those are all guys who will get pretty good deals. They all had really good years. I think they're those are like some of the best stars available. I think it's besides Shohei. I think it's I mean Stroman, Hinjin uh, Ryu maybe is on there, but like Erod and Nola, Sonny Gray, Blake Snell. I think those are your guys. Jordan Montgomery. I think those are your your best available. Um, and then there's plenty of relievers. If the Mariners wanted to sign a reliever, there's plenty available. I'm still in the camp that they should sign Andrew Chafin. I was last year. Um, honestly, it, it, say they trade like both of their rookie starting pitchers. What if they just signed Michael Walker to like a one year, six million dollar deal? You know, as a back end arm. Or a long guy in the bullpen. Like they I feel like they could use like Michael Former even. Like Michael Former could be a long guy in the bullpen for him. I don't know. There's a lot there's just a lot of pitchers available, a lot of a lot of relievers available if they wanted to go that route. But what's the most important thing this year? Position players. It is position players. And so I'll start with the infielders. And I'm just looking at a list here. Funny enough. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is first on this list because it's sorted by 2023 tax salary. He is a club option for $30 million. I can't really, I just, uh, I don't see the Tigers picking that one up. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Then the next one on the list is Javier Baez with an opt-out, $25 million. I can't see Javi Baez opting out. Of that, so the Tigers are like, well, if Javi's gonna opt in, we gotta, we cannot extend the club option to Miguel Cabrera. We must decline it, and hopefully he just retires. Um, Joey Votto is 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 a free agent. Screw it, sign Joey Votto for vibes and backup first base play. Why not? 
it 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 light a fire under Mike Ford and Ty France above him to uh to really kick it into high gear next year. <laughs> um, Justin Turner, he's still a good hitter. Evan Longoria, he just won the World Series for the first time in his career. He was still is a pretty good hitter at 38, surprisingly. Brennan Crawford. Now we're into like the better position players infield wise. Matt Chapman, probably the best infielder available. Um, doesn't make sense at all for the Mariners to sign Chapman. If I wanted a, I mean, they kind of have a Chapman already. I'll be like, you you saw Gold Glove defense from Eugenio Suarez last year. They don't need that. Clearly. Eugenio's defense is fine, uh, and Eugenio is still under contract for the Mariners. Let me actually, how long does Eugenio's contract go for? Just Googling this as we speak, because I don't remember when it cuts off. It is one more year next year, and then club option for 2025. Yeah, so they're they're fine. As... as not amazing as his offense was, and that might be a start of a slow decline for him offensively. Matt Chapman was probably the MVP for a month. He had a really good month, and then went back to being Matt Chapman like. And if uh, they like, it's it's one of those things. It's like oh, you see a shiny elite third base glove available uh, who's not a very good bat. We have one at home. All right. He might not be as good, but we have him at home. It wouldn't make sense to spend money on Chapman, to be quite honest, and like relegate Eugenio to uh, a, a depth role. That just doesn't make sense to me. Because uh, Eugenio is also not... I don't think he's a good enough hitter to be a DH right now, to be to be quite honest. And yeah, I like Matt Chapman will get more, some of the most money from a, uh, from a position player this year. But again, it's just, I've never thought he's going to be a great offensive player. He's a platinum glove guy, and I just don't buy it. Um, First half, really good OPS. Second half, not great. Middling offensively with phenomenal defense. Not what the Mariners need. So, moving on. Moving on to Reese Hoskins is available. Now, he would be a rather fun guy to sign as a little... Can you do it? We haven't seen you play in a little bit. You've been hurt for quite a long time. Can you still sock dingers? Uh, I wouldn't hate if the Mariners went after him. Joey Gallo's on this list as a first base slash outfielder. Kike Hernandez, Eduardo Escobar, Brandon Belt, a guy who I wanted the Mariners to sign last year and had a pretty good year at the plate, would have been rather helpful. Mm, he's, he's aging. He's up there. Gio Urshela could be a depth piece for the Mariners at first and third. That could be the depth piece they're looking for. Adam Frazier's available. How about that? Brad Miller. How about Brad Miller? Oh, hear me out, hear me out. Colton Wong is a free agent. Now, I think it's a bounce back 2024 for Colton Wong. I think the Mariners should sign him. Uh, no, really uh, interesting guys for the Mariners to sign. Like, I don't know, Joey Wendell. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't kidding about, uh, Gio Urshela. I, again, do you see, do you, do you get the point of this free agent class? It's not great. Like Tim Anderson just, uh, is going to hit the market. 
as a second baseman. I don't think he has a future as a shortstop. I genuinely would not hate if the Mariners took out a flyer on him and just said he had a really down year last year, but the White Sox situation was so bad that getting him out of that situation, shifting him to second, maybe he has a little resurgence. Uh, and like the man, it it wouldn't it would fit in the Mariners lineup. It wouldn't play very well to the ballpark, but I feel like people are clamoring for a, a hitter rather than a strikeouter and home runner than what's in our current lineup. I don't know. I just don't think Tim Anderson's good anymore. Uh, Whit Merrifield. Now, Whit Merrifield, I can actually, I th- I think he, I think Whit Merrifield should be the number one guy they should try to get, particularly his positional versatility. Uh, he can play second base. He can play the corner outfields. Uh, that is just pretty valuable. Uh, wasn't an amazing hitter last year, but uh, can still swipe bags uh, despite his aging. Uh, let's see actually what sprint speed percentile he was in last year because he swiped like 25 bags. So he can still he can still run. Uh, sprint speed was 85th percentile last year. Yeah, so... I don't think Wood Merrifield would be very expensive. He can play second base. He can play the corner outfields. He can pinch run off the bench if you need. He makes some sense. Wouldn't be an amazing like he. I don't think it's really amazing offensively. But this is the situation that we're in. I mean, there's other guys here on this infielder list, and it's just, it's just a sad sad list. Ooh, Taylor Motter, run it back, Motter pop. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Mike Moustakis. You know who the Mariners are going to sign as their big signing? They're going to sign Josh Donaldson and Kevin Padlow. And then throw in Darren Ruff. Bam, there's the offseason. Adani Hetraveria is a free agent. <laughs> Donnie Solano, Tony Kemp, Elvis Andrews. It's just slop. It's absolute slop. Uh, and then he moved to like the outfielders. Jock Peterson is genuinely very interesting to me uh, as a signing for the Mariners. I don't think I wouldn't hate it. I'll be honest. Um, then, like Michael Conforto as a player option, I doubt he'll decline. I don't think anyone would give him a long-term deal right now. He should take that money while he can. Uh, and then Tay Oscar, uh, and then the two other guys I think are one uh, like two of the top five uh, position player free agents available besides Shohei. It's Cody Bellinger and it's Jorge Soler. Um, moving aside Tay Oscar for a second. Jorge Soler, if they didn't sign Tay Oscar, they could sign Soler and it would be a similar type of deal. Uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. He had a bounce back year last year. I I don't know how replicable um, like mid to high 30s home runs is again for him but who knows um that again it fits the mold of the Mariners ballpark the tough thing about trying to build a team is you look at like the park factor and it's actually fairly favorable for home runs uh than most people might think T-Mobile ballpark right-handed power uh particularly favorable so like Teoscar, like a higher strikeout power hitting right-handed hitter like Teoscar makes the most sense for the ballpark. It's a really bad ballpark hitting-wise for everything but home runs. And it's not like an elite home run hitting place. But uh, someone talked about it uh, in September. I'm trying to remember who. 
but they've kind of built the team with their best players at least similar to what the ballpark calls for um because if you try to build the team out of hitters like guys who uh, go for average they're not going to play as well as they could because the ballpark limits hits really well uh but you build home runs and on base percentage which they should focus on more as the walks not necessarily the hits it, it's it's going to be more fruitful for you, probably. But at the end of the day, it also matters to just have good players, and they're lacking in that department in a few positions. Uh, and Cody Bellinger, they don't need a center fielder. Cody Bellinger doesn't need to play center field. That's where he'd get his most value, but he could play first, he showed, and you could stick him in right, stick him in left. I, don't, I wouldn't hate the Mariners trying to sign him either. He's better than the alternative, again. I'd rather have him than Dom Canzone or Jared Kelnick at this point. Uh, Michael Brantley, he's going to be like 37. I don't know if I see it. Joey Gallo. Um, like J.D. Martinez, I just see him going back to the Dodgers. He had a really good year again last year, 36, but clearly can still still swing the bat, especially just in the DH role. I... Hmm. I, I just think he goes back to the Dodgers. Um, Kevin Kiermaier doesn't make sense for the Mariners. Jesse Winker, run it back. What the Mariners should really do as the offseason comes to a head and everyone is pissed, the Mariners announce their big offseason signings are Colton Wong and Jesse Winker. You're welcome, fans. Chills. I'd get chills from that. Uh, uh, Adam Duvall. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham's interesting. He's again on the older side. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these free agents, I'm not mad if the Mariners signed because they wouldn't be more than like two year deals. Like Whit Merrifield again, who can play outfield. He's going to be 35 come next year. So uh, another, another actually one of the better guys available. I forgot about him. Lord Escuriel. Really good year after getting traded to the D-backs, and maybe the D-backs just hang on to him. Uh, I think they'd be smart to do that, but uh, if he hits total free agency, which I think he, it's looking like that he will, he's another guy. Uh, another guy that, again, would kind of fit the mold of the ballpark. And even if they re-signed Teoscar, you sign Lourdes too, maybe that would be fun. Uh, like 108 WRC plus, or no, 108 OPS plus last year. Uh, he doesn't strike out a ton. He strikes out below league average, but he doesn't walk a ton either. Uh, but it's it's not super high strikeout, and I feel like he's just a pretty good hitter up there. Definitely a signing I could see the managers doing, everyone liking as a third or fourth outfielder, and then him being terrible. Could totally see that happen. That feels like a thing about the Mariners. Uh, and then there's just, it's slop. It's just slop after those names. Cole Calhoun, Jason Hayward, Jackie Bradley Jr., Franchi Cordero, Brett Phillips, Travis Jankowski, Jordan Luplo, uh, Robbie Grossman, Leonis Martin, Billy Hamilton, Aaron Hicks. You see my point. Slop. It makes me sad looking at this free agent class, knowing what the Mariners could have done the last two years. It just makes me sad. And those are kind of the those are the names. I'm done reading names. Those are it. So uh, I'm going to have an episode next week. And if the Mariners don't sign Shohei by then, it's over. No, I, I the number one guy is Shohei. 
they should go after Shohei. Otherwise, I think there's there are some solid players in this free agent class that wouldn't be super expensive. And these guys are on the older side. The youngest guy who might get the most money per year, at least, is Cody Bellinger. He's going to be a 20 or 29 going into next season, uh, which is fairly young for a uh, free agent. All of these guys are, are pushing 30 plus. Like Lourdes Gurriel is like 30 on the dot. Otherwise, yeah, Whit Merrifield's going to be 35. J.D. Martinez is going to be 37. Joey Gallo is going to be like 30. He's one of the younger ones, too. Teoscar, 31, 32. Jock Peterson, 32. Uh, it's just... There's... There's not no one to sign, but the Mariners will have to be aggressive because there's decent names at the top, but then once you get past a certain threshold of quality, it's just bad. Uh, it's it's just bad. So that's it. That's it for this pod. But I will say, no matter what, the Mariners will sign someone who I will like, and he'll be terrible next season. I just think that's an absolute. I think that's one of the universal truths of the world that we live in. It just seems like that happens for whatever reason. So, uh, Jerry, if you're listening, and I know you like to listen. I don't know if you listen this far. I don't know if you're a real chaos head, but... Please just sign Shohei Otani. Uh, I think signing Shohei Otani would both show to the fans you care and John Stanton cares, and also Shohei Otani. I don't know if you know this. He can he can hit and pitch at a very high level? Uh, pretty rare in baseball. I'm pretty sure it's rare. I mean, we saw Mike Ford do it last year, but come on, it was his year. Like, of course he had a great year. Uh, just sign Shohei. All will be well. And we'll hit the ground running in 2024. There you go. Sign Shohei. Trade uh, two of your top five prospects and Bryce Miller for Juan Soto and bada bing, bada boom. You go into next season and you win the AL West. There you go. Problem solved. I have fixed the Mariners. You are welcome. Uh, But that's it for this pod. Thanks for listening this far. If you have, look out. Um, I'm not going to confirm if there's a pod next week. Uh, schedule in this offseason going to be as sporadic as the free agent signings. So just expect, you know, I won't be gone too long, but I might not be back next week. But if anything dramatic happens, I'll absolutely be back. But we'll see. We'll see. But appreciate y'all listening this far. If you want, rate and write a review and text your friends about the show. And instead of get a birthday gift or a birthday gift, wow. Instead of get a Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa gift, whatever holiday you celebrate, instead of getting one of those gifts, save some money and just send my podcast link to them for free. That's a that's a priceless gift right there. So that's, that's a free gift idea for you. Uh, but thank you all, and I will sign off with a Go Mariners into the offseason. <laughs>